episode. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the New World Pictures podcast bonus episode, Nearly New World. That's right. We're going to talk about another movie that was almost made by New World Pictures. My name is Ryan. With me, as always, is Mark. Almost Mark. And Erica. (laughs) Nearly Erica. (laughs) And tonight, we're going to be talking about a movie that we just recently discovered was Almost New World, and we were actually surprised to find out. We're talking about 1988's The Blob. If it had a mind, you could reason with it. If it had a body, you could shoot it. If it had a heart, you could kill it. Now, man is no longer the supreme being on this planet. The organism is growing at a geometric rate. By all accounts, it's at least a thousand times its original mass. Nobody believes me about what happened tonight. What did happen? You were there, you saw. Plasmic life form that hunts its prey. Predator. I want that organism alive. I think you ticked it off. No shape. That's right. 1988's The Blob was almost released by New World Pictures, which was a real shocking discovery. In our Angel 3 episode, um, I did you know, listen to the commentary on the Angel 3 disc released by Vinegar Syndrome, where we have director Tom DeSimone, and he talked about how he almost direct, directed uh, The Blob for New World Pictures because he had a two- picture deal that he had there at the studio after the success of reform school girls um so according to an april 8th 1986 article in the hollywood reporter new world had acquired the rights to remake the original 1958 the blob and at this point they had already already released the stuff so apparently New World was just trying to corner the market on like gooey creature movies, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, so the ooze market, yeah, trying to really yeah, trying to get them. Yeah, when uh, when Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles came out with uh, Secret of the Ooze, they were like, "Damn it, lost yeah. opportunity." So close. Uh, so the article re- stated that the principal photography was supposed to start in late 1986. Now this would have aligned for De Simone, whose Reform School Girls was released in August of 1986, though, as DeSimone has said, part of the deal was that he was supposed to direct Angel 3, which didn't start shooting until October of the next year. But this also would have uh, aligned for Chuck Russell, who wanted to make The Blob as his directorial debut, and who says in commentaries and in interviews on the Scream Factory Blu-ray that we watched this on, that uh, he went to New Line Cinema, not New World, often confused, mm. New Line Cinema, mm. uh, and he went to them to talk to them about the blob, and instead he got the job to direct Nightmare on Elm Street 3 Dream Warriors. Uh, he and Frank Darabont wrote the blob together, and they had met on Hell Night, which Tom DeSimone had directed in the early 80s. Mm-hmm. 
So they were writing partners at this point. So they rewrote Dream Warriors, and then Chuck Russell directed that. And mm-hmm. that shot October to November 1986. Somehow, before this has happened, New World got rid of the rights. Now, again, going back to that commentary from Tom DeSimone, uh, I guess he had said he didn't want to direct the blob because Chuck Russell came to him, being familiar, having known him from working on his movies. So I really want to direct the blob. And he was being, New World was saying, direct the blob and direct Angel 3. So he was like, okay. And he went to New World and said, you should have Chuck Russell do this, not me, and right. according to DeSimone. And, um, and so they said, okay, fine. And then they sold the rights. So whenever that happened, I don't know. But that, that's what Tom says. I, I couldn't find confirmation of that. Um, uh, and I guess, I don't know, maybe New World wasn't comfortable with Chuck Russell as a director. They knew him from producing Girls Just Want to Have Fun. I, I, but maybe they just were like, great, you can direct it. Go take it somewhere else. I don't know. But they apparently... While easily confused, New Line Cinema and New World Pictures, when uh-huh. you would need a $19 million budget, you go to New Line. When you need a right. $900,000 budget, you go to New World. So Chuck right. Russell was smart to get right. those two confused and hedge his bets on New Line. It is a $10 million budgeted movie, so I'm sure they were like, I'm sorry, 10? Oh, yeah, no, you should you should take these rights and go somewhere else. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Well, you just have to give us this for it. However, it all went down. Uh, an August 19th, 1987 Variety article, article I can't say article, <laughs> revealed that New World was no longer making The Blob and instead Cinema Group Pictures mm-hmm. was going to make it instead. They also made the... Uh, the uh, um, James Spader uh, vehicle Jack's Back, I believe. That was another one of their movies. Okay, so the original, The Blob, marked its 30th anniversary in 1988 when this was released. And this was was supposed to be uh, a release for, I believe, um, Memorial Day. I believe that's when they orig- originally were going to release it. They released it August 5th. And, uh, and apparently they said on their... The distributor, TriStar, promoted the anniversary with a press release that stated on his 30th birthday, he's back. Meaner, faster, and hungrier than before. Guess he'll have his cake and eat it, too. Uh, and then uh, they released it, and it grossed a little over $8 million on a $10 million budget. It's pretty good. It's pretty darn good. <laughs> it was not seen as good at the time. But the problem is there's a lot of trouble at TriStar Pictures. So TriStar Pictures did a lot of what... And I won't go into deep into this, but they do a oh, lot please, of Please, let's do a deep dive into Tristar. Let's do it. Uh, starting, <laughs> starting with their ridiculous logo at the beginning of that's the That's right. Movie. Yes. That's right. Yes. Uh, but they did a little bit of what uh, New World Pictures did in the 80s, where they sort of grew super fast. And mm-hmm. I think maybe the advent of, this is me speculating, but I think the advent maybe of home video got a lot of people excited with the extra revenue stream. And then all of a sudden you could make all sorts of movies and, then they they also like New World balloon their budgets up. Obviously, they decided to make this for ten million uh, stuff that Roger Corman never would have stood for. But in any case, they had merged with Columbia Pictures Entertainment, and then that spun off in April of nineteen eighty eight from TriStar Pictures Inc. and as a reformed company of the TriStar Studio. Then TriStar shut down its video division, which was then absorbed into RCA Columbia Home Video. So. Changes were all being made. Mm-hmm. And as Chuck Russell says on the commentary for The Blob, 
it made the blob sort of take a back seat. It wasn't as important anymore to TriStar because they were making all these changes. And so it didn't get promoted to his mind as well as it could have. Mm-hmm. And obviously it gets set up for a sequel that never comes. Mm-hmm. And clearly they thought this is going to be a sweet franchise and it just doesn't become that because it didn't right. make a ton of money. Mm-hmm. Right, right. No, I, but I I do remember seeing the trailer for this when it came out. And I, I mean, I guess maybe commercials, although I could be, I could be wrong about that. Um, and I, you know, as, as someone who, first of all, I loved Nightmare on Elm Street 3. Oh, was yeah. obviously really into horror movies at the time. I don't, I, the blob as a concept just never really interested me. So. Sure. While uh, it may have, people may have liked it. Friends of mine might've said it was good. I never watched it until this episode because oh, I wow. just never oh, really cared. Okay. I, I really, it wasn't, it's, it just a gooey substance going around does not, I, I don't know. It just never, it's not something that I find particularly interesting. Yeah. And that's the thing I think, didn't we, we watched the original. I think our parents showed we did. us the original and we yes. were both like yawn city on the blog. Oh, totally. So I think that's when like the remake came around. We were like, Hmm, I don't know. Not, not, I'm not feeling it, you know. And I, uh, I vaguely recall friends of mine saying it was super gruesome. And like they're, you know, they're complimenting that it, it's super gory, though. You got to check it out, which any movie that was gory at that time, I would be interested in. But I just <laughs> right, remember right. thinking, I mean, if there was a high titty count, that was even a, a, a bigger bonus, you know, because mm-hmm. that's the kind of guy I was. I was. Erica, was there a titty count in this? No. No. Yeah. No, there was but not. I, no. So I never, I, I just, it, I never saw it until, until right before this, wow. right before this recording, quite frankly. I do believe I saw it at some point, but then I rewatched this again last October. Uh, or sometime, yeah, I think last October yeah, I rewatched was la- this. Around last yeah. Halloween, you. So uh, I rewatched this and then watched it again, obviously, for this. And I actually, I, I kind of like this movie. I, I kind of like it. I, I'm with you that the it's not perfect. And it's kind of, and it's just about a big gelatinous blob. But I love the um, the practical effects are really terrific. Um, again, a lot of methocellulose, just like we talked about in a Forbidden World episode, um, that gives it that weird gooey stuff. Like when the, when the homeless guy that lives over by the bridge with his dog mm-hmm. and they mm-hmm. pull the, pull the blanket off of him and the, the blob is eating half of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That looks still looks so good. Yeah. So awesome looking. I, I like I, it too. I think though I'm a real sucker for any kind of, uh, kitschy or, you know, like niche, the blob, the mist, the fog, <laughs> the birds, like, I'm in. Yeah. I mean, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, it doesn't matter. Let's do it. Let's watch this. Let's, it just seems so corny. Mm-hmm. But what's different to me about the blob is, the, is exactly that is the practical effects and that they do look really gruesome and really good and all their work, the miniatures work. I mean, they pull mm-hmm. it off, mm-hmm. you know, you know, you know, watching it now that it's miniatures and they're, you know, Right, doing a lot right. of green screen work and trying to play with the different angles so that it mm-hmm. 
it, it and some of that stuff huge is but dated i mean I to be know, fair it's just fun like i'd love to throw this up you know in an ideal you know alternate universe erica who owns a drive-in and <laughs> runs and operates a drive-in and just plays you know whatever new world or nearly new world movie you want this would be perfect sure like you just put this up there with i think it is a fun, anything yeah. around halloween time and it just it works to get back I, to what you were saying though mark I, and I was just trying to look, I was literally, I, I was wondering about this. So I was, I looked up like uh, the original poster and I believe the original poster has, you know, that picture of Donovan Leach when he, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. cause they, they pull that little sort of uh psycho bait and switch where you think right. you have the lead character and then the lead character instantly dies. Yeah. And you are now without the protagonist you thought you were going to get, mm-hmm. but you know, and, and that whole thing, when he gets caught up in it, that was the poster. And it's certainly in a very effective image, but I don't see anywhere on it that was like from the makers of Nightmare on Elm Street 3. I really feel like, and I wasn't, I, I wasn't, not that I didn't notice it at that point in time, but I was going to be, I'm going to be less, there's, there's no internet. So in the late, in the, in the late 80s, I'm going to be less like knowing for sure that the right. guy who made the blob is also the same guy who made Nightmare on Elm Street 3, which, again, I saw with you in the theaters uh, somehow because you were able to let me in and, back then. And it was like that movie rocked my world. So if I had known this had been the same guy, I feel like I would have gotten to it sooner. But I just didn't know that for whatever reason, either my own ignorance or the fact that they just didn't bother to let anyone know. Yeah, it does seem like a miss, especially knowing that N- Nightmare on Elm Street 3 was such a big hit. Like, why would you not try to capitalize on that? Mm-hmm. But taking t- a step back, I do agree that the miniatures look good. A- and even when they don't look good, you sort of, they're shot and the, a- the angles that they're using are very much a nod to the 1950s miniatures. Sure. And mm-hmm. so even when it doesn't look great, you're kind of like, yeah, but they're also you can get a sense that they're sort of winking. Like, mm-hmm. if you like the original, you'll appreciate what we're trying to do with mm-hmm. this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I and I and the special effects do look generally like the 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 gore effects. The uh, when the body is half uh, decomposed from the acid of the blob, it looks amazing. I think the problem that I have with this movie is that. I, there's nobody to care about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, I mean, mm-hmm. with with the rare exception of the Netflix Texas Chainsaw Massacre movie, uh, this movie ranks right up there with like movies where there's no likable character or anyone to root for. You have Kevin Dillon and his incredible wig. Incredible. Who is, <laughs> who is, it's incredible. Who I want to root for, but is not a likable character. He's not interesting. There's nothing to get attached to. Are you able you, to separate him wait. from the wig so that you can at <laughs> least root for the wig? Yeah, I do. I do yeah. root for the wig, but the wig doesn't have enough. Uh, I was enough, rooting for that wig talking, the entire talking, movie. Talking. Yeah. I was like, "Go wig!" Like, there's not enough special moments with the get wig. out of that freezer wig. You can do it. <laughs> You've got Shawnee Smith, who is like the she's like the Andy McDowell for people who hate curly hair. And she's she's not. She has a mullet of her own. Can we just say? Because she had one of those things when like girls that grew their hair long, but then they would have bangs of a different length, so it looks a little bit mullety. 
Uh, but that's only in the beginning. And then she completely abandons it. So, <laughs> I, and then you have just sort of, so you have the nameless, faceless bureaucrat scientists who um, you, were you know, clearly my favorites. Who are one of your favorites. Yeah, obviously. My, and Bill Mosley playing the guy down below. Right. Uh, the guy, the, the guy they run into down below with the cracked mask. That's uh, Bill Mosley there from uh, Yeah, and you've got, Texas you've got Del Close playing the Reverend who every, every time, and I know this is my own bias. Every time I see him in anything, all I, all I keep waiting for him to is to do the speech from Ferris Bueller. That's what I'm waiting for every time. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> in what way <laughs> does the author symbolize... symbolize <laughs> with the prison the yeah he really killed struggle. it in that didn't he yeah i just yeah. like that is him in all characters so i'm just yeah. waiting for him to do that bit did uh, you ever and- see del close perform improv no no he was i mean he had passed by the time i moved to chicago so i oh, okay. i in fact, I still, but I still had people when I was moving from San Francisco to Chicago, people were like, you got to study with Del Close. There was some internet at that point and he had passed. He had Hold passed on really it. quickly. Yes, listeners. I don't know <laughs> off the top of my head when Ryan moved to Chicago. That's so right. get off my back about <laughs> That's it. That's where right? we met everyone. Just so you know. <laughs> yeah. Do I remember important dates when Ryan's past? No, I don't. No. Shut she up doesn't know it. important dates like my birthday or our anniversary. <laughs> those kinds birthday. of things. I just don't know anything else. God. Um, but uh, but yeah, he passed in '99, and I moved in 2001. So he had. I was pretty. I was ballpark. You were. Yeah, you're close. Close. <laughs> By the way, he was also in Beware the Blob, Del Close. Hmm. So, which is uh, is a sequel, the sequel to the original Blob. Okay. So Del Close was in both, but I don't think he had a very I still, I large still part. I know him as the teacher in still, Ferris Bueller. Still in all. That's still <laughs> it's all that I care about. So I think, again, back to my point, I, there's nobody to really root for in this movie. So mm-hmm. it's essentially a bunch of setups for the blob attacking people, which is not bad. And right. I, and, right. and the and the, the scenes are very effective. Um. And extremely gory, gorier than what you would expect. Quite, right. quite. It kind of surprised me. Yeah. But I needed a through line. Also, what is the fucking plan in this movie? Like no. nobody, nobody has a plan. Yeah. Not the not not Kevin Dillon's wig. Not. I felt like the wig had a plan, but Kevin Dillon wouldn't allow the wig to speak his (laughs) mind. The wig's plan was just to continue to look good, and it did. Right. It succeeded. That wig executed his plan. Well, if you could hear the wig. They're going to try to capture this thing in what? It's made of acid. Right. Like, I didn't see a big platinum or titanium box that they were going to try to shove this thing in. So what was their plan? Right. What was their plan? That's a good question. I was going to go back, though, real quickly to the wig because (laughs) Kevin Dillon, when he tries to do that motorcycle stunt on the bridge, I turned up my TV really loud and it was like I could hear the wig going, don't do this. This is a mistake. (laughs) You don't have a ramp and therefore you wouldn't be able to jump this. and. That was the wig, but he wouldn't listen to the wig. And I'm like, they should have really cranked that so that everybody would have <laughs> right, known right. that the wig actually disagrees with. But the wig was what said, hey, do you hear that your motor's kind of sputtering? Yeah. That's going to really was impact like, bail! bail, you got to bail. bail. Yeah, he was when trying to tell him, out. but good old Brian Flagg 
decided I'm going to try anyway. And then he bails out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that would have actually gotten you on his side, Mark, because he does ride around on a motorcycle. And I thought, yeah. I thought you would think that was pretty cool. I no, I'm not a big motorcycle person. I would have appreciated if they had gone done a little bit of a ripping and tearing on those uh, snowmobiles, but we never really got a chance of that. That's yeah. true. Um, That's true. Well, snow doesn't enter the picture till the very, very end. But, um... <laughs> but when they make a big deal out of it, and it also that's another thing. They mentioned the snow early on, like this town needs snow. And I'm like, there's nothing else in this town that indicates that they give a shit about snow. Outside of like <laughs> one sign that says pray for snow, yeah. there's no ski lifts. There's no yeah. sp- like s- like ski shop. There's mm-hmm. nothing here that would indicate these people are really stoked on winter, except that there's a snowmobile repair place and some sort of bizarre snowmaker. How that tanker truck is going to make enough snow to do shit about anything, I don't know. Also, I started to wonder this time, like, wouldn't it, even if you have all that stuff, like, snowing down, is part of that not the blob? Certainly it is. I mean, so they're, like, all happy and, like, look, it's snowing, but it's not because they blew it up with that thing. So isn't some, there's probably some of those particles that are also the blob, right? It's in my mouth. (laughs) It's in my eyes. Isn't it? Like. Yeah, I and then they're like, they're like, oh, we got to get this thing in a freezer quick. Yeah. Also, you don't just just because you big blasted, freezer. you need a big freezer. Just yeah. because it's you blasted, the, uh, let, let, I mean, uh, whatever that whatever they're using to freeze and create the snow, it, pr- almost instantly the otherwise seventy five degree air is going to start melting everything. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like fast. Like they are not. They're like, well, let's get a dump truck so we can. Fill, put this stuff in a freezer, but they're taking right. their time. I would yeah. still be running as again. Nobody has a plan. No one has a plan in this movie. There, there's Someone's gotta in be... the background, like, "Come on, catch him on your tongue." It burns. It bends. It bends. It burns my tongue. I also like too that it's like it's it is an interesting twist, but it's like. When you do, I mean, a lot of this movie just requires you to kind of like, you know, don't worry about it and just enjoy the ride. Mm-hmm. Like it's a 1950s inspired film and there's yeah. a lot of that that runs through it. And then it has sort of like the 80s gore going going yeah. for it as well. And they're trying to bridge that gap of people nostalgic for the original and then the new kids that are getting the first taste of the blob, if you will, mm-hmm. on their tongues as it, <laughs> as the acid burns through it. Uh, but like um, baby's first blob, the the fact that this is like a government conspiracy, <laughs> um, they should have handed that to everybody as they came in, little squeaky toy. Uh, but th- once it is known as a government conspiracy, it's like, so what was they were going to? This is chemical chemical warfare that they're saying. But like once it potentially is utilized to mow down your enemy. What do you do with it? Right. Do I don't know. Stop back it? in Again. the fridge, blob. <laughs> hey, blob. You back in the fridge, blob. 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 We don't. created you and we can take away the TV you like to watch when you're not destroying the entire <laughs> don't you drip acid in me, blob. <laughs> you get back in that fridge. Enough. I've had Again, enough, blob. Nobody has a plan. Nobody. <sighs> when, 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 uh, Straight-haired Annie McDowell and Kevin Kevin <laughs> Dillon's uh, wig 
are in the diner <laughs> and they go running to the freezer. Uh-huh. Why didn't they fucking grab their slices of pie? I would have taken that with me. I'd be like, <laughs> I, got, I got free pie. I'm taking that. Grab some food. We could, you knows how long we're going to be in this freezer. Also, by the way, the stuff that was in that freezer looked old as it hell. It was freezer burn. Yeah. Yeah, it looked like, <laughs> it, it looked like the uh, camp at the thing, like like or with, with, that they go to that the Norwegians had. Yeah, like it yeah. just looked like yeah. everything is old and decrepit. I was like, oh god, is that how diners really look with their freezers? Where they're like, oh, let's get out some hamburger meat. It has been in here since the sixties. You just but, cut off the edges. Cut off yeah. the edges. The core is still fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But as soon as I slammed that door, yeah. I would have said, fuck, I didn't grab that pie. Yeah. And now it's going to be no good. Shit. That cat is going to be licking on it. He's going to oh. get out there and he's going to be licking on it. And that's yeah. right. Now it's yeah. cat pie. And Gross. I can't have cat pie. I'm not Gross. eating cat pie. No, I'm sorry. No, nobody yeah. wants cat pie. I'm not desperate enough to have cat pie. The blob tries to sneak under the door and it's mm-hmm. cold and it freezes and it, it pulls away. But no one no one notices that. There's no like, oh, maybe we might be onto something with the blob. Well, they figure they, they use that for the ending. That is certainly right. uh, it takes a long time to get there. Well, it, ta- it does thinking, take us a time. From that yeah. moment on, I'd be thinking, here's I got a plan. We need to freeze this thing. So let's just figure out a way to freeze it. Instead, they go like see a movie. They like go to the <laughs> They hospital. didn't go see the movie. The they, kids were seeing the movie. They went to go save the kids. People <laughs> were seeing a movie. Yeah. They were riding around in the hillside. Mm-hmm. Right. Evading yeah. helicopters. Also, That's right. uh, I didn't realize that if you do jump, like make a jump over a ravine, not only will the car chasing behind you crash because it can't make the jump, you're on a motorcycle, far more nimble. But it also greatly slows down a helicopter that's above you mm-hmm. so that you can get some awesome lead time. Because either the helicopter the pilot was like, holy shit, did you see that? And pulled up and away. Or there's some <laughs> sort of reverberation to the helicopter that slows it down. They did not have him tracked at that point with the light, yeah. which does seem like they should have. But mm-hmm. they, no, they were they were shooting at him when he jumped over. And it was right above him. But he's he so makes fast. That jump. He's so fast and wily. You're I not know. faster you know than I mean? a helicopter. They're about to shoot him. They're like, don't his hair. It's gorgeous. It's, a, it's an extra scene, but his hair extended yeah. a giant net over him. Yeah. So that he was like a black dot. They just blended right into the ground. That so was actually him. the follow up to the blob, the perm. <laughs> <laughs> Also, where's Kevin Dillon's wig's parents? We have no idea. We never meet the flag family. We never. We do not become familiar. Where does he live? Does he live at the snowmobile repair place? He lives uh, in danger, from what I understand. Like he lives. (laughs) He lives in thrills. Ooh. Ooh. Okay, lives in thrills and danger. That's where he. That's that's where he lives. I mean, getting back to what we loved and hated about it, I think. Um, <laughs> this is <laughs> just real quick. Um, I really could have done without. The, it's a government experiment, or it's government mm. warfare, it, whatever. Okay. By I that. I didn't that, do it for you. That didn't do it for me. Honestly, it could have just been, you know critters-esque they land it landed as a part of a meteor or whatever it's from outer space unexplained mm-hmm. and i would have been totally fine with that sure 
Sure. Because to me, it's like what blows it for me is they created the blob. The blob is loose, but they don't know that coldness stops right. it and freezes it. It's like, why would they not know that? Exactly. It Did also they not feels run like that experiment on it. Is it not air conditioned in the lab? Like, come on. They don't they don't know that this is the way to stop it. I just it was irritating. Well, they maybe maybe they did know. They they seemed really uh to Mark's point, they may have had a plan to get rid of it. We never got to it because we didn't understand their plan to like contain it, to contain the town. They seemed to really not have a very good structure in how they were going to mm-hmm. fool the town capture the thing that we could see. They may have had some kind of plan. I'm sure they knew some of its weaknesses and strengths, but like we didn't see that part of it unfold. Well, the way it plays out too, it feels like way to defend they... the government, Ryan. <laughs> well, Guys, the government has the plan. Just follow blindly. <laughs> but it turn your back like... on Kevin Dillon's wig for the government. God. <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> <laughs> they they saw that hair. They're like, "I'm following that guy. <laughs> that guy lives in thrills and in danger, and I think he's got a hang of it." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the government guy, Bill Mosley, down below in the sewers, was like, "I'm following you guys. I'm going yeah. with you. Going you got it together. You got a great haircut." If there's something that I learned from this movie, it is that <laughs> things we if, learned. Yeah, if, good new segment. If you do wear. A uh, original members only jacket. Make sure to pack like one of those seatbelt cutters because mm-hmm. those things are manufactured they to be are, strong. Yep, yep, that's why they actually went out of business. Sixty-seven percent poly, thirty-three <laughs> percent cotton, and all steel. Oh, yeah, yep. I mean you cannot get those off. Did you they, know they cotton so many doorways? Do you know what this tagline was? The advertising tagline for members only jackets when they came out. I oh. I hope we're going to learn. When you put it on, something happens. <laughs> That's so true. That is Which so also true. Can apply to the ribbed condoms that they buy at the beginning of the movie. Oh, but, you there know. You go. Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is another lesson. When you are going to choose between regular and ribbed, choose regular because if you choose <laughs> ribbed, shit goes sideways. That's the <laughs> takeaway I had. Right. Just all yeah. of this could have been avoided. Yeah. Don't had they get just fancy. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. Okay. Right. Exactly. Now he was eight. To be fair, he was thinking of her. <laughs> I, just, I know, but let's. Uh, but you know, you know what? One, just one step at a time. One step at a time. Also, a little forward that you thought you needed that on date one. Right. <laughs> this right. is your first aggress- date. Little she aggressive. had been dating someone else. Right. Previously, a mm-hmm. little bit forward. Now, granted, his. His his uh, very uh, skeezy friend is the one who sort of talks him into it and sort of blames him for it and gets him in trouble with it. But he's the one who sort of suggests the condom thing. Is, is the skeezy friend the guy that tries to hook up with the the Erica Leniak under yeah, siege from, from uh, yes and mm-hmm. and Baywatch? Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, I, I only remember her from Under Siege. It's funny. <laughs> I um, only remember her from Baywatch. So. <laughs> But I do like we too, saw two get... separate things growing up in the same household. <laughs> he has his touchstone. I have my touchstone, but they are not the same. I also appreciated that uh... things we appreciated. New segment. Things we, things... Things New... we learned. Things, things we appreciated. We love, and things we hated. And things we appreciated. 
and things we learned. But I also things we learned that they, when they all go to the movies, which seems incomprehensible given what's happening in the town, <laughs> the movie they're watching has Julie McCullough from Big Bad Mama Two in it. And oh, I was wow. Like, wow. What? Wow. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. Look at that. Deep, I didn't notice deep that. There. Wow. That's nearly New World yes. just in that scene. Yeah. Oh. Well, you know, to be fair to all the people in the movie theater, they don't realize that a rampaging blob is going through the town. So they're not aware of that at the time. That's also like, I like how you were like, what's Kevin Dillon's plan? They're getting chased by a blob and they're teenagers. They don't know what's going on. Well, Kevin Dillon is maybe arguably... Just out Kevin of high Dillon school, is like or... 32 in this movie. <laughs> Maybe. He could be. I'm not sure how old he is, but well, his character is not at the at the high school. And I will say, Mark, that that is one thing when I was thinking of it after watching it again, um, that I thought, you know what? We could have spent a little bit more time in the high school getting to know the characters, even to get to know Donovan Leach just a little bit better so that it's a little, just a little bit more effective when he does die. I like that he dies, but that switch mm-hmm. is just kind of more of like a, Oh, huh. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's yeah. not like, Oh shit. No. Cause we didn't really get big sense of everybody. Basically we only right. got like a little bit that said once uh, Shawnee Smith and Kevin Dillon, characters get together in the restaurant and then they're on the chase from then on out it's just like escape from the blob we're all running and you know he's killing and doing all this stuff and there's some cool kills and there's some cool stuff so i'm sort of like ah, well it's fine i mean i'm more probably on the side of those the two 12 year old kids or whatever that sneak into the r-rated movie i really like i probably latched onto them more as characters that i'm like i was definitely that age I definitely would have tried to sneak into a movie if I could have. I, de- I mean, all that Ryan, stuff. Like, more specifically, Ryan, you were the 12-year-old kid who would just have snuck into a, a movie, an R-rated movie, and still would have turned around to the adult and been like, dude, could you be quiet, please? Yeah, we're trying to enjoy this movie yes. right now. That kid, like, Shh. I mean, could you please? Yeah. Shh. Right. Please. I would, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Pardon me, sir. We're so, trying to enjoy this taste of cinema. Yeah. I did some Erica's real time research. Oh, oh, wow. okay. New segment Erica's real time research. It's rare. <laughs> um. That's it. That's the tag at the end. Yeah. It's rare. It's rare. So, turns out Kevin Dillon was 23. Oh, when he his hair shot was this movie. 32. His, yeah. his hair was 30. It's actually 34. Little known fact. Yeah. <laughs> Very old. Okay. But yeah, he was uh, he was 23 in it. So yeah, I think for him to be a year or two out of high school, not totally unbelievable as a 23-year-old to play a maybe 20 to 21-year-old. Okay. Um, you know, I think not that bad. Not that unbelievable. I, just dipping back though to Dip back. the Dip. death of Donovan Leach, who doesn't Donovan Leach, a young Donovan Leach, look like he could have been one of the London brothers? Mm, yes. Doesn't he have Jeremy like, or Jason? Yeah. He does look like he mm, could have yeah. been. Yeah, I can see like that. The third. Yeah. Right? I, okay. He's got yeah. some like London esque qualities. But I actually really liked his death. I didn't know this because I just did some <laughs> Ryan's real real time research. <gasps> oh, Donovan, Donovan Leach <laughs> is the son of singer songwriter Donovan and the brother of actress Ione Sky. Oh. 
I didn't realize he was the brother of my own guy. He's the son of Donovan and the daughter of Robin Leach. <laughs> right. How does the... <laughs> and who I've always thought is a woman my whole life. I mean, her name is Robin. <laughs> Lifestyle. You do lifestyles of the rich and famous. That's right. Yeah, Robin sure. Leach. Robin Leach. Nice. I wonder if he was friends with Stacy Keach. I just think all guys with girl <laughs> names like should think. be friends. I'd like to think. But you liked his death, you were saying. I I'm liked sorry. his death because you expect that, you know, the man collecting cans in the woods is going to die from the blob. As soon mm. as it gets on Wait, his hand, and, and he mm-hmm. does. you're like, he's a goner. So you expect him to die. But then for immediately for it to turn around and eat up Donovan Leach was like, oh, shoot, nobody's safe. So yes, I kind of I do think it had that. that. Yeah, I, I and it killed kids too. So it I mean, kill, like, it, it totally kills... blobs a kid. Yeah, it blobs. <laughs> blob blobs a kid. So that's what's kind of messed up about Blob. Blob has no boundaries, right? But Art Lafleur plays the dad of Shawnee Smith. Art Lafleur, who ran mm-hmm. the um, pancake place in The Wrong Guys. So oh, yes. right, right, yes, yes, right. Favorite yes. pancake hangout. Way to connect the dots. <laughs> so, <laughs> and the guy who plays the deputy, I was like, who's, who is the deputy I guy? I couldn't remember him. him, but he's the guy like from uh, the, the, the GIF or JIF or whatever uh, that, that you will see that all the time, but it's from Robocop. Of, he's the melting guy. Mm-hmm. He's the guy oh, that gets right. melted yeah. in Robocop. Because yeah. yeah. I was like, who is he? And I'm like, of course, Robocop has seen that a million times but it, people use that that gif all the time mm-hmm. of him coming out and melting he and also stuff, went so. from the mist to the blob to the green mile to the haunted you're talking <laughs> paul mccrane is that what you're talking about no jeffrey demun oh okay jeffrey demun i don't mean him jeffrey demun uh was also in the walking dead that's so this i've is, moved he, on from paul i'm on in, to jeff jeffrey demun was he was the actual sheriff <laughs> yeah and this is death. the first time not i think that he either. starts working with frank darabont who uses him and Tons of other things, including The Walking Dead, most recently before he passed. Um, but I'm talking Paul McCrane, who played the deputy. So he's the, Rob- he's the guy from. He's the guy McCrane. McCrane. <laughs> Did you see the deputy walking around with no shoes? <laughs> he, the whole movie, he's got no shoes. Tell me I'm wrong. Tell me I'm wrong. Watch the movie and tell me I'm wrong. Take a picture of him in shoes and show me. Shoot the glass. <laughs> if only they had. They were shooting the blob, which does nothing. Uh, so many people shot at the blob and everyone noticed it. And yet still Shawnee Smith's picking up the guy. I know she's trying to distract the blob at that point. But everyone's still like, continue to shoot the blob. I loved how they shot into the mantle I know. and thought, well, we got him. We nailed it. I always think it's a good practice. It's a really good practice that if one bullet doesn't work, try 200. Yeah, exactly. And if that doesn't work, try 300, you know? Yeah. What's it going to take, Bob? When she somehow knows exactly how a timed bomb works, you just pull the cord. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Even though she's had zero training. Mm -hmm. And then she tries to jump off the tanker and her foot gets caught. I yeah. laughed out loud. Mm-hmm. Yes, that part she... is hilarious because you're like, she's really good at the bomb, like setting the bomb. And, and firing a gun, firing a machine but gun. But the cheerleader gets her 
foot stuck at a stunt? Shouldn't that be what she excels at? Shouldn't she but, like look, cartwheel you, out of there and be like, uh, they set the, They set the stage for that early on because when, when mm. Donovan Leach shows up and looks over at the cheerleading squad, she is looking over her shoulder behind her to look at him. She is easily distracted. I guarantee if there had been no blobbing going on in this town, she was going to get cut from the team very soon. Oh. Very soon. Like, it was probably after that game they were like, we got to do it. That you blob know? saved her cheering career. That saved, yeah, it saved her. Because at that point, it she ate probably some of the other. Her career. It killed some of the other cheerleaders. Now they're going to need her. Yeah. But, I mean, otherwise she was going to be out. Because she's also clearly not what? paying attention. Stay What's in the, the moment, tax, girl. What is the tax base of this town? Because the state of that football field is really poor. Yeah. I was very concerned about mm -hmm. I mean, if that's the football field, I, I, I'm worried about the music program. Yeah. I'm worried about shop. Yeah. I love when you watch a movie like this and you're like, what, what, what does this town do? Do they produce anything? Are they, what is this? How do we well, help this town? They have, they have no big manufacturing. That grass is dry as shit. The stands were right. in total disrepair. Mm -hmm. Mark just sees a town he needs to, he needs to save bureaucratically. Mm -hmm. not, a, yeah. not a town in danger from a giant blob. He's like, yeah, the giant blob can do what he wants to do. But in the end, the town is in trouble. <laughs> I mean, look, they can, on its they own push accord. Over, they push over Robin Leach's son over a table. <laughs> that thing collapses without even any resistance. That yeah. shows how piss poor the equipment is. Yeah. At this. School. Also, that's a good point, Mark, because when when the initial uh, can collecting man from from the Correct. Riverside sure. is in the hospital, no one checks on him except a except. Uh, the London, London Leach, <laughs> Jeremy yeah. London Robin Leach, son. Yeah. Donovan Jeremy yeah. London Leach. <laughs> like, where are the nurses? And then when he goes in and tells the doctor, like, this man's dying, he's like, I'm with a patient's family member. Yes, like, piss. Like, don't interrupt. Jack Nance of uh, Eraserhead and Twin Peaks fame plays Nance. that doctor. Yeah, I mean, the hospital in this movie makes the hospital in Halloween 2 look grossly overstaffed. <laughs> yes, it does. There is a doctor in this town. He's like, I am overloaded with your problems, yeah. town. Let me be. Can you just see? Look, I leave my door open because there's no point in closing it. Yeah. Because there's always some bullshit going on. Yeah. I'm and, so and tired. And I have zero plan for solving this. Right. Yeah. Because, yeah. first of all, we need to get some manufacturing in here so we can hire more doctors. Mm -hmm. The high school, no one's coming out of that high school and going into the medical field. Nope. So, I mean, this town, and they're yeah. praying. They are fucking praying yeah. for snow. Yeah. For reasons I can't understand because yeah. no one seemingly is into snow. Yeah. Uh, to, I feel like to cure the football field, Mark, it's very simple. <laughs> Honestly, it's I feel like... It's such a dry football field, they just need snow. That's yeah, the only exactly. thing they can figure out. Well, but snow doesn't have uh, as much water content as a good amount of rain. <laughs> <laughs> but... Just, that's a fact, Ryan. But I'm more concerned Nothing will about solve this field nothing. in this film. It's screwed. Listen, I have a plan to aerate the grass... <laughs> 
Yes. <laughs> we're yeah, going to find exactly. a local reservoir. <laughs> Honestly, you should have just lured the blob over to the grass and had him burn it, burn the top layer so you could reseed and start again. If now only he would plan. eat grass. They didn't tr- They didn't create the blob to eat grass. He eats peoples and towns. Yeah. I'm just saying, once they booths. got this blob contained in a freezer... There's still a myriad of infrastructure issues that need to be addressed in this town. Where are they going to get I a freezer? Like the blob too, like... is, the blob <laughs> has only reduced the tax base, which is going to impact the town even further. Right. <laughs> now we even have less money to fix the football field. Exactly. We have less people exactly. to pay the taxes. Exactly. Thank God we still have that giant warehouse that's just a big old freezer. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we have that, that two... That, uh, two uh, Two block sized uh, refrigerated warehouse that we can store this blob in. But uh, the other thing I wanted to bring up now that we've had all that, oh boy, was the only thing, to, something that stood out to me was that this does look like, and I didn't start to think about the town's history and <laughs> its financial issues and how things worked in the town, but I did think. As much as I appreciate the joke of trying to buy the condoms from the pharmacist who happens to be the father of the girl you're about to go on a date on, and I appreciate that joke, it does make me kind of wonder, like, it's such a small town. Did you not know her dad was a farm the pharmacist? Like Yeah. No, it's a good I, it it's just, a good call. I mean, I don't know, Erica, you grew up in a very small town. Like, do you not kind of know just about it everybody to a degree? Or yeah, um, I think that's a good point. Maybe uh, this is a stretch, but maybe she looks more like her mom, so people didn't assume that that yeah. was her dad. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think you know it works from a from an audience perspective. It works because you're like, oh, he was. Her yeah, dad. it's it's a gr- it's a great but, joke. I mean, I, um, I mean, you know, yeah. I, hate I mean, to... I think if you want to get really granular and ruin it, then. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> we've been I doing guess it that doesn't this work. whole You're right. episode. Fuck you, Blob. <laughs> Nothing works. <laughs> That's not what we're doing. We still yeah. really liked it. I really liked it. I, 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 I did too. When I saw it last year, I was actually like, "Well, this is a lot more fun." I mean, yeah, it's, it's fun. Fun. I mean, yes, it has some issues. Does it queef? No, <clears throat> it blobs. <laughs> mm-hmm. That feels like a bigger issue too, and I don't think we should explore that. I mean, will the town explore does, that? It apparently, it apparently does have a butthole because when it's chasing them out of the sewer and Johnny Smith is trying to You're climb right. that ladder, You're right. it fuckers up like a giant old butthole trying to suck her into his butthole. <laughs> yeah, no, that's true. After it ate her brother, it's, it's... no ate her brother's friend. Yeah, her brother's friend. Oh, I thought it ate her brother. No, no, the little, no, friend, the little, little brother in the yellow jacket. That, explain, that explains why she was so nonplus about it. Yeah. Got it. She tried. I mean, she dove into the water. Oh, and when she dove yeah. into the water to get the brother's friend, I instantly thought, well, I don't know if she's going to get killed by the blob, but she's definitely going to come away with pink eye because yeah. she just dived into that yep. water and I'm like, pink eye, ooh, uh, gross. A infection. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Oh. That <laughs> was like a little certain fury to me where I'm like, you're just diving into this sewer water. Like, it's just water. Ooh, like, yeah. it is water. Yeah. But, but you saw stuff. that blob's butthole. This is poop water. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> the blob was adapting to the environment it was in. It's in a sewer, so it was like <laughs> the one thing the government got right was giving blob a butthole when they genetically engineered it. 
And they're like, I don't see the butthole. Oh, turn it around. Look, there it is. Oh, 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 oh. That is yeah. pronounced. That is oh, one... no, it got away. Shoot. Oh, shoot. I put it in this glass jar and everything. Also, Del Close walks around the town with a glass jar. I know. With a yeah. sealable glass jar with a, with a lock on it. Well, he a gets mace, it from like the, a mason he, jar. Oh, he gets does, it from the restaurant. Does he get it from, from the restaurant? The diner. Okay, I was like, he oh, picks up man, the does he walk and... around town with this thing? No, he picks like, it you up. You never know what artifact you're gonna find. <laughs> yeah. No, he I grabbed was, it like, from the diner. Loving that detail. All right. Well, then never mind. So this there, I really, terrible. I ruined the other thing about the blog. I actually, hey. I really did. I really did like this movie. I really enjoyed it, and I and I, I can see a little bit of obviously of Chuck Russell's, you know. Uh, Dream Warriors as well in this. So another movie I totally love. And I thought, wow, well, this is, you know, this is, uh, I wish we had more of these kinds of movies. I wish yeah. he'd done uh, a ton of these. Of course, he then goes on to other films like The Mask of all things. and Big and turn. Big mm-hmm. turn. Yeah. Um, but I think the blending of the practical effects and the digital effects, there's some things that don't work. And I listen to the commentary and he even points out like, I don't love that matting. That's probably like my least mm-hmm. favorite. So there's, he knows that there, some of the stuff doesn't quite work, but, um, but I, I really enjoyed it. Uh, in fact, he does the mask right after the blob. How about mm-hmm. that? Yeah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed this. I had a good time with it. Well, I, I, I thought it was okay. I think when we look at the, um, <clears throat> some of the movies that we're going to be watching over the next couple of months, I should, probably take additional inventory on this one and appreciate the gift that I've been given <laughs> in watching the blob. But, but yeah, I mean, when we get into Corntober, things are going to get a bit dicey. Mm-hmm. They're going to be yeah. begging for blob. Yeah. You're going to be like, 19... you know what? I had a good and I did not appreciate yeah. Kevin Dillon and his wig yep. and the lack of planning that went into the blob. <clears throat> 1992 Mark is already getting angry about Corntober. just to quickly talk about should uh had that rather had new world released the blob in 1988 this is as we know from doing the wrong guys there's a bit of a uh there's a a a bit of lack of movies let's just say Mm -hmm. being released at that point in time for new world because they did the wrong guys and they don't really release anything else at least not theatrically until I believe Freeway, I believe is the next one, and then Hellbound, Hellraiser Two, they release some things via New World Video, but I don't believe they do a theatrical. So there is a big jump from May until November, where they're hmm. not releasing a lot of theatrical films. So had New World continued this, had they made the Blob, I also don't think they would have given it quite this budget. No. But this thing would have been even more buried than it already was. Yeah. So <clears throat> probably was it a good thing? I don't know, but um, I think it ultimately was because the thing that's the saving grace for this movie is the special effects for sure. And if you didn't have that and arguably, you know, they're not going to give you $10 million and it wasn't like 9 million or like some like 75% of the budget was just for special effects this movie would be it'd be really rough to watch if you didn't have those special effects to to carry it through. So I'm, I think it was a good move that they didn't make it and that they let someone else do it. Um, okay. 
Yeah, it probably was. And uh, I mean, I you're right. I don't think they would have backed it up. I, I I think the fact that the blob didn't quite get the push from the net with the studio that feels familiar with New World. Sure, but yeah, the budget that they got for it, the the uh, I don't know. I guess a lot of the actors. I mean, the actors we're looking at in retrospect, this still seemed like a lot of unknowns for the time. There wasn't like a lot of stars in there. Uh, maybe Kevin Dillon at that point in time is probably your biggest star. Yeah. Um, I don't. Shawnee Smith had she obviously went on and did a lot of the Saw movies, right? That's and so yep. yep. Um, but. Yeah, so it's not like a star. Hadn't she vehicle. done something right before this too? She she's in summer school. She was in summer school before. Right. Yeah. She was the girl that was pregnant. Yep, I do remember that. That now. hooks up with uh, Patrick Labertel, who we talked to on this podcast. Right, right, right. I had totally for and but that oh, was probably she, the the biggest thing. Uh, up, you mean up to that point? Yes, right. I mean, so that's yeah. not particularly making her, you know, a big star name. No, I think what point. made her a big star was because she was on <laughs> Becker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that really and that blew was her a big up. show. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess for all the Becker Becker fans out there, the Becker heads. I was one of, I was I was a Becker head. I really liked that show when it was on. Um, you know, so. It kind of rem- uh, now I need to go and I like uh, you see- skipped over the saws and we're like Becker. That's what really I did. Saw, it for I her. didn't. I didn't like saw, but I got. Well, is there is there a Blu-ray? <laughs> is there? Can I pick up a book of all the Becker? Is there a, a is book? There a-, a book of behind the scenes of Becker. <laughs> <laughs> all the Becker stories. <laughs> An oral history of Becker. Uh, Becker syndrome <laughs> should put out a box set of all the Becker episodes. <laughs> They have not done TV. That is something they've yet to dip into. One last note, Elliot Kastner, who is one of the producers, obviously Jack H. Harris was attached to this when it was at New World, too. And he was a producer of the original. I believe he was the director of the original Blob. But he was attached as one of the producers. Um, No, he produced the Blob. Pardon me. Elliot Kastner also produced this film as well. He had also produced for New World Pictures. A little night music. Oh, hmm. Love takes time, <laughs> but not as much time as the blob. Uh-huh. <laughs> or the person who's outside catching snowflakes. The pack pump. My tongue burned off from the blob. <laughs> Well, I think Blob is really fun. It's perfect time to go watch it because we're about to get into mm-hmm. spooky season. If you're yep. like us, you're already watching horror movies, getting ready and prepped for it. And this is the perfect movie for it. Coming up on the New World Pictures podcast, we're bringing you Corntober. Woo! So we got Corntober coming. Get ready. It's starting next week. Corntober. We're going to start with a little ditty in 1977's Deadly Harvest. <laughs> Oh. How's the tractor? Oh, not too well. Well, what do you think, Matt? Susan, you look lovely. You're going to be as pretty as your mother. Oh, thank you, Daddy. I'm going upstairs to take a look in the full-length mirror. Pointless. Getting married. Why? 
face a life of starvation. All right, everybody. We'll see you next time on the New World Pictures Podcast. Bye now. You're really doing a bye now, huh? Bye now. Bye now. Bye now. <laughs> Threw that in there. Threw that in there. Bye really now. Mixing it up. Yeah, whatever. <laughs>